0: Investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends, and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. So we started the year uh, discussing our annual property report, and last week we looked at a survey that we'd conducted and uh, the results that that showed, looking at things like the confidence levels that are currently in place for property buyers around um, around Melbourne, and how that will impact the market going forward, and obviously how it impacts market sentiment at any particular time. So the second part today that we'll look at is of the property report is to discuss the year ahead um, and the market dynamics for 2022, and how they'll likely shape and impact the property market going forward. So things that we'll be looking at are interest rate rises and uh, obviously the opportunities and threats that they can pose, um, rebound of the rental market uh, and the importance of maximising rental returns, and then obviously the uh, housing affordability, which has been quite uh, topical as well, given the, uh, the price rises that we've seen through 2021. So if we look first at um, interest rate movements now, interest rates are always a hot topic no matter uh, what's going on. And given the the record lows that we've been experiencing for some time now, um, there's always been a lot of talk around could we even drop below zero, such as uh, countries like Japan and Switzerland have experienced for extended periods of time. However, the talk, um, changed around the time that Melbourne came out of a lockdown in September last year. The Reserve Bank started to signal that it, it may start to look at um, lifting rates. And buyers as a whole, um, who've certainly become accustomed to the, the record low rates that we currently experience, um, and the, the suggestion um, horrified that uh, rates may rise, meant that a lot of buyers needed to review their plans. Um, and this should form part of any property buyer's due diligence that they're doing at any particular time, reviewing rates, making sure that you've got any fat built in, or you do have some fat built in um, to those your numbers, just so that if there is a rise, uh, you, it doesn't put you on the edge. So that's something that we've talked about for an extended period of time. We always mention that, um, and it's something that any buyer should consider. But if we look back, say, um, just to to look at opportunities that this can present when when there is talk of of downturns and and markets changing, if we go back to, say, 2017 to 19, there was talk at that point in time that the market then was suffering the biggest downturn um, since the 1980s. So someone who'd purchased, say, in 2017, and what might have been at that stage considered the peak, they were certainly starting to probably become a little concerned. And then that was exacerbated further um, during the drop in values in 2018, where values came back as much as 9%. So obviously, people at that point in time would be feeling quite nervous and worried have they made the right decisions. Um, But then if you look at um, what happened in the second half of 2019, where that um, almost 9% drop it occurred, We prices recovered that and some through the, the second half of 2019. And then obviously the record setting prices that we've experienced through 2020 into 2021, Um, Anyone who bought back in 2017 is now very happy that they did so, even though at the time it was looking quite worrying. I guess that's part of what what we're looking at at the moment in that the market um, is potentially looking like it might go through a bit of a a plateau um, over the next 12 months or so, so should we buy? Um, But bearing in mind, and we'll reiterate this all the way through today as we always do, that buying property is very much a long-term exercise. It's not something that should be done um, with the short term in mind. But it is important that you do protect yourself from interest rate rises because eventually they will come. We can't expect to see the the record low rates continue um, as they have been. Obviously they've led to increased competition and that's what's really driven prices up in recent times. Um, But we have seen strong signs that later this year there will be an increase in some form. But the attempted cooling will also come from other factors as well. such as tightening of APRA lending criteria. And we've seen that before, again, back in 2018, APRA was influencing uh, lending regulations due to the Royal Commission. But this time around, it started back in October, um, when the minimum interest rate buffer to meet lending requirements was increased from two and a half to three percent. So that's just another way that the control of money um, flow can be impacted by other factors other than just interest rates, and that certainly has a flow-on effect to the property market as well. So as we said, you do need to to take all of this into account when you're doing your budgeting considerations and, and making decisions around buying property. Now the other thing to remember is that any interest rate rise that does occur, it's likely to be gradual, it's not likely to be a significant jump overnight. The idea from the Reserve Bank's perspective is not to create financial distress, it's to give a gradual rise to try and slow things down. And this will allow, from a property perspective, um, investors to cover off movements with things such as potential rental increases, um, maybe selling other assets if that's what's necessary, perhaps tightening budgets, um, and reining in lifestyle expenses. And, and all these things can help to offset uh, any interest rate rise that does occur. But one of the other things that, that could help to counter that the increasing interest rates is a resurgent rental market. And so if we look at what's happening in that rebounding market at the moment, asking rents, for instance, in the inner city apartment market, are certainly starting to rise. And this follows a stretch of obviously modest performance during the COVID pandemic. Apartments in areas like South Bank and Docklands, which have consistently been oversupplied markets for an extended period of time, um, they're showing and giving plenty of choice to renters have shown um, 3.8 and 3.7% rises respectively during the December quarter, according to Cord logic. So the major driver for the slump that we've experienced in that sector over the, um, the the past two years during the pandemic has particularly been to do with a lack of international students and obviously travellers who've been seeking housing. Um, and that means that without them coming in due to the border closures, there's not that same take up of demand for that type of property. Um, and Melbourne, particularly, uh, has a a significant exposure to overseas migration and therefore did really suffer the brunt um, from a rental point of view of these restrictions. In October, Melbourne became Australia's second most affordable rental market at around a median of around $450 a week. Now, with Australia now starting to open up, the rental demand is likely to increase, and with the influx of international students and workers coming back in, and that'll be combined with the fact that domestic factors are also starting to um, show promising signs, with renters seeking more affordable accommodation and being a bit more flexible and happy to move around given that restrictions are, are less onerous at the moment. Now, it's important if we look at the next um, heading that we wanted to cover off on, which is maximizing your rental returns. Now, a buoyant rental market certainly benefits investors due to those increased returns, but it's particularly relevant and important if interest rates are, again, on the rise. The next topic that I wanted to cover off on is uh, maximizing rental returns. Now, it's important in a buoyant rental market that we understand, obviously, that increase in prices is going to benefit investors due to that increase in return. Um, but it's even more important when we start to consider that there may well be some interest rate rises in the near future. So if we look at different sectors of the market, the, the area that's borne the brunt of the COVID lockdowns has certainly been the inner city apartments, and they've suffered the greatest reduction in values. The recovery, however, will certainly flow on to other areas that have been impacted, so impact the broader rental market. And the particularly relevant sector is obviously the older style apartment market which do make up a large amount of Melbourne property investor portfolios. But it is important with these types of properties that um, they are maintained uh, and kept up with modern amenities because otherwise they won't keep up with those high rise type developments which are, have been more recently constructed. Um, so if you've had a property and there has been many that have been vacant for extended periods during the pandemic, um, it's been really important to try and upgrade those properties, and a lot of people have taken advantage of um, vacant periods where they can try and increase the quality of the amenity, so whether that's air conditioners or paint, carpet, upgrading kitchens and bathrooms as appropriate, but certainly trying to get in there and improve the property. And what that does is obviously increase the potential for rental return, but it also um, increases the quality of, uh, of, of renter that you will attract to that property. And this is particularly relevant for uh, rental providers who've been fortunate enough to have uh, renters stay long term in properties. But what obviously that does is gives you a, a far less vacancy period, but it also means that there's less opportunity to maintain and upgrade the property. So when the property does become vacant after perhaps a five, 10 year period, there may well be increased costs that need to be attended to in order to bring it up to um, what would be a, an acceptable standard in the current market. The final uh, sector that I wanted to talk about around um, impacting market dynamics going into 2022 is obviously housing affordability. Now certainly the surging prices that we experienced during 2020 and 21 benefited those currently holding property. It continued to increase their wealth and equity in their properties, um, but it, it did cause obviously significant issues for those who were trying to break into the market. Many of them are hoping that um, this, the forecast downturn um, with increasing interest rates might mean that prices will um, will start to reduce. I, I don't see that being the case for 2022. I think there will be a plateau, but I'm not expecting it to um, to result in prices going backwards. It should, however, create a few more favorable conditions. There should be less buyers around competing with one another, but the other thing is that there'll be less significant price jumps, leaving many buyers feeling that the market is running away from them, and that can quite often be an issue when the market is jumping like it was last year, that people just get downcast and really shattered, that they don't see where it's going to give them an opportunity to actually break into the market. In the last ten months leading up to October last year, the cost of delaying buying was was significant. Um, for a typical house it was as much as six hundred dollars per day was the cost of delaying and for a, an apartment it was one hundred and fifty dollars per day. That's according to Peter Martin, who's a visiting fellow from Crawford School of Public Policy. Um, the median house price well that pushed um, ever closer to the one million dollar mark for Melbourne um, which is, it will inevitably reach, but it's currently sitting, as at October, around $960,000. Household spending, um, well, that's currently at an average of 32.1% of income on the mortgage, which is a significant increase from February last year when it was at around 29.7%. It's not really overly surprising, though, given that the typical home surged as much as 20% Um, and during the same period, the typical wage rose only 1.7%. So that gap is clearly why it continues to widen. But the sharp rise was was certainly clearly driven by a number of factors, which we've obviously spoken about, the record low mortgage rates, significant lift in household saving in the range of government stimulus, uh, and obviously the improving consumer sentiment. Now, the benefit for buyers going into next year who are concerned about the affordability is that many of these factors are likely to either be removed or scaled back so that will also hopefully help for um, the, le- the lack of competition or pull back some competition um, and and make the affordability a little bit more possible so if we look forward for 2022 and beyond certainly the predicted interest rate rises will have buyers and investors reevaluating their position and and most likely reducing a level of competition that's been around for the past 18 months or so There'll be other uncertainties that will create, um, that people will be considering, sorry. Things like the potential new COVID strains that um, will, will inevitably come forward. Obviously we've got a, a federal and a state election this year, which typically when the property with the property market makes both buyers and vendors sit on their hands uh, leading into that. So we will have two of those, which again will most likely pull the market back a little bit. Um, and there'll be the ending of a number of uh, government stimulus packages which have been introduced. So. During these times of uncertainty, they, they can derail the best laid plans. so it's really important to remember that you've made those plans. Make sure they factor in any of these potential changes, um, whether they be the interest rate rises that we've talked about, so that you've still got confidence in them. You can have a long-term forecast and a long-term outlook for property, which is what we always talk about, um, and it will give you confidence to get into the market when the time is right for you. That's about it for today. Thanks for joining me for episode 23 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. Please feel free to share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, and anyone that you know that may have an interest in property. If you would like further information on how to make rewarding property decisions, please feel free to visit our website, wakeland.com.au, and we wish you all the best with your property decisions.